Hello and welcome to the Busby Lane Podcast. It's your boy Ugo. Welcome to this episode of the podcast as we review the Crystal Palace game, the Luton game. Um, take a, a look at um, current transfer news and what's going on there. And um, we'll take a look at some of our players who have performed really well um, over the past two games. And then a little bit of a preview uh, for the doubleheader um, against Brighton. Uh, first in the Premier League tomorrow and then subsequently um, a Carabao Cup uh, fourth round tie. So we're going to be getting a, uh, quite a lot of Brighton in the, in the coming days. Yeah, so um, it was a really, really disappointing start to the season. Um, Crystal Palace um, really showed that we didn't have a decent preseason. Uh, we were hoping that there was going to be just enough in the tank to to get by Crystal Palace. But when you look at the numbers, you can see why it's um, really tough. Um, Crystal Palace is a very, very solid team. They set up really uh, compact. Um, and it, it was just it was really tough for United. From the very first minute, uh, one of the things that I really noticed um, was uh, you know Paul Pogba, you know, fouling his his man once he got past him, pulling his shirt. I saw Scott McTominay give give out some needless fouls as well. So it did seem like we were really not at the races um, against Crystal Palace. And I know, I mean, most people don't want to hear it. You know, it's an excuse and blah, blah, blah. But I think, you know, with how unusual the season has been or and the preseason has been, it's been really, really difficult for United. Uh, Pogba, who started, was just recovering from coronavirus. Um, hadn't had time to, to train, I think. Most of the team uh, had come back that same week. They, you know, they, most of them didn't play in the preseason friendly, so it was really, really, really tough. Um, and it showed. It showed that we didn't have a preseason. It showed that we're lacking match match sharpness. And um, yeah, it was a it was a really poor game. The very first goal um, was disappointing. Um, you could tell that Lindelof, um, you know, his pace is still um, a worry uh, because he was easily you know, breezed past and, and that cross came in from his end, he should have stopped that. He should 100% be stopping that cross on a normal day. Um, Luke Shaw was out of position. So at the end of the day, it was an easy tap in. I, I, you know, typically, those kind of shots are not supposed to go into the net. Um, second one, Lindelof again. And, you know, <laughs> Lindelof was involved in all three goals, one way or the other. Um it's a little unfortunate. I think this new rule um, that that we're seeing from FIFA is a little strange, in my opinion. Um, you know, it makes certain assumptions that I feel are unnecessary. Um, so, for instance, you should be your hands should be close to your body, regardless of you know the your running motion or whatever, and that comes across as really weird because it's not natural for people to keep their hands um by their body while they run um so it's it's, it's a i mean by the letter of the law it was was a penalty but it's just just doesn't make sense the ball wasn't heading towards the net or anything like that so why 
do we have that 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 rule i think that rule change um needs visiting again because it's a little confusing why that should be handball um the hair saved the penalty for the very first time and the hair saves a penalty in a very very long time and unfortunately his um legs were not on the line by millimeters and they had to retake the penalty and that this is just disheartening because i felt like you know the hair saves the penalty we get some energy from that and we push on and try to get uh get something out of the game but you know we were really demoralized when they had to take the penalty again and they scored this time around and then the um uh, Donny van der Beek actually um, equalized and you know the, he, he actually was one bright spark when he came on really played very well uh, really excited with what I'm seeing with Donny van der Beek is he's just amazing he's um, you could tell that he understands the game in his post-match press conference which was really interesting he said well you know there's no excuse and we should have, we should have moved the ball quicker and I think if you rewatch the game you see countless times Paul Pogba um, lost the ball in possession because he was you know dwelling on the ball a lot this is something that you know Paul Pogba is known for um, and when you're lacking fitness when you dwell on the ball and lose the ball then you're putting your your team in trouble uh, we'll talk about a little bit about the midfield and why things went the way they went but yeah uh, when Danny came in he was really moving the ball very quickly it was one touch passing his movement is, is just amazing it's sharp you could see that he's a very cultured uh, footballer and, and, and I'm, I'm really really excited for, for what Van, Danny van der Beek is going to bring to the team um, the very third goal is really where you know alarm bells are ringing um, as far as Victor Lindelof is concerned I think most United fans, and I, I would say the coach has to kind of look at that and say, well, this is um, scary. Um, there are um, signs that Victor has been identified as a weak link uh, in that defensive partnership. It doesn't really work. Um, Victor is a really cultured footballer, really great passer, comfortable on the ball, um, doesn't make very rash decisions. He's really, really cultured in that sense. But he his physicality um is troubling uh for the premier league because you know zaha essentially bullied him off the ball and had the time to reverse the ball while going shoulder to shoulder with with lindelof and, and also score it's it's just it's just crazy from my perspective anyways i feel that um victor and Maguire probably don't work the pace the you know any every time crystal palace drove at us and, talk about the midfield in a second but every time they drove at the Manchester United defense it was always um you know a really really difficult uh one to to handle because you know Victor couldn't cope with the pace couldn't cope with the strength and all of that so um some decisions have to be made with regards to what defensive partnerships we move forward with because the Victor Harry partnership is not working um and uh, yeah some changes need to be made for sure um in the game against Luton um you know that was about you know we had a bounce back you know we played the, the mostly a very very rotated side I think only um Maguire um who else I think it was just Maguire right that that played from uh from the previous game um the rest um were, were rested and we played a full second string uh, including a, a debut for uh, Dean Henderson, who continues to look very, very commanding, 
Um, I think we have a decent goalkeeper there. I think what I what's refreshing about watching Dean Henderson is his confidence, the way he commands his area. His distribution is not shabby either. I think um, you know sooner sooner or later we, we, we would have to see him um, starting games for us. It's good that he's going to be playing as a second choice goalkeeper for now. Um, you know there are challenges with that and. You know, it's something that we'll see how it develops over the course of the season. But I think he's in the games that we've seen him so far. He's he's looked really, really confident. He's looked sharp and strong. He's coming out. He's sweeping. In fact, we're seeing the hair even come out and sweep. I saw the hair come out to sweep uh, against Palace, and that's something we typically don't associate with the hair. So it it seems that there is some influence uh, from Dean, and and I think it's good competition for for David and. Uh, hopefully it goes out well. I think this season also was probably a good season to do it since we have games coming thick and fast. It's going to be a condensed season. You want to give, you want to be able to rotate uh, as much as possible. Um, the first goal was was a penalty. Um, Brandon Williams. He had a mixed game. I think um, he, he he gave the ball away at some at some times of the game. He was um, not necessarily up to scratch for the most part, but. I think, uh, you know, first game of the season, you can't knock mo most people too much. But, yeah, you know, he, he eventually got the penalty. Mata slots it in and we're one goal ahead. It wasn't a very, very glamorous game. It wasn't exciting or anything like that. It was really cagey. And Dean made a very, very good save. Around the 80-minute mark, um, the 80th-minute mark, we brought in um, Mason, Bruno, and Rashford. And... The moment they came in, you could tell the difference. You could see that these guys are are just next level, really. Um, and they got two goals in that time. One, one, one goal and one assist for Mason. Mason looks the deal. He looks really, really serious. Even in the Palace game when he came on. Um, and I understand why why Ole gave him some time off. And, and I understand it. But Dan James is really struggling in that right wing position. Um, and when he came on, you could tell the difference. Uh, Mason is a star, and you know I'm really, really excited about what you know what Mason brings to the team. I think he is. I I don't know if I can say if he's that he's our probably one of our best forwards right now, um, and that's saying a lot, really, because Rashford is, has not been in form. Good thing he got a goal um, against Luton, really, really well walked goal. Exciting goal! I've been I've been playing it um, over and over again. Uh, quick can counter, um, one touch passing, boom, boom, boom in the net. Um, really exciting, and um, I think it was great for for Marcus to get uh, get a goal and and to help his confidence. Um, you know, Bruno, Marcel, uh, sorry, Bruno, Marcus, and, and Mason were combined for that one, um, and and Fred as well. Um, the second goal was, was good. Second goal was Mason. You know, Mason is always doing this. Comes in, leg over, boom, boom, and is in the net. And I think he he his trademark is amazing. What what he gives us is is, is you can't just quantify. It's not just the goals. It's also drawing attention and, and and creating space because you can't just leave Mason alone. The moment you give him a little bit of of breathing room, he's he's going to punish you. And I think that's the great thing about. Um, you know, having him and and I hope that you know he continues to to improve. I think he he didn't seem affected by all the negative press and negative um, experience he had over the past few days um, or few weeks. And he he came in and he was 
he almost got a header. You know, Ole is saying, you know, I was joking that that's the only thing that's missing. And, and if that's the only thing missing at, at the age of 18, um, you know, you know that you have it all. And, and Mason is really, really special, really special. I think, you know, we say it a lot. I say it a lot. I'm, you know, it, it's, it's, it's unbelievable that we have that kind of talent at, at our club. And, and, and I'm really, really excited for that kid. Um, another person who really shone in the game against Luton, and I know it's Luton, it's not, you know, the biggest game for us. It, it was Eric Bailly, and he, he really showed that he can be that partner that Maguire needs. Sweeping up, um, you know, tracking back, really has great recovery. Of course, he made some rash um, decisions, um, a few misplaced passes. In fact, even Maguire uncharacteristically uh, gave the ball away a few times as well. And I think if you cut out the rashness and you cut out, you know, you know, some poor decisions from Eric. I think he, he can be, you know, the best partner for Maguire. I think he's one of the best defenders, you know, one-on-one -on -one defenders, you know, in the league. I think he's, he's that good. He, you know, if he can stay fit, if he can stay uh, calm and, in, in, you know, and make the right decisions most of the time, I think he, he could, he could be, you know, a revelation this season. Ole talked about it a little bit, and I'm, I'm waiting to see that. I think it would be a mistake to play Victor against Brighton. Um, I think Bay is the one uh, that we have to get 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 there, and it's, it's good that Axel and Mengi are also kind of coming up. I, I hear Axel is, is back in training, um, so which is good. He's, he's going to get gradually get back to fitness. Hopefully, in some of these cup games, we can give him some time uh, you know, and, and see how, how he does because the the Victor Harry partnership doesn't work. It just doesn't work. You can only you can either pair Victor with Eric or Harry with Eric or Victor with with Axel or something like that. You can't pair pair him with Maguire. Both of them lack pace and and, and have become um, targets um, in terms of. Um, uh, you know, attacking players who, who are quick, you know, kind of isolating them, you know, with their pace. It was nice to see Aaron Wan-Bissaka back as well. Uh, we really missed him in that game um, against Palace, um, you know, because they hurt us from the wings. Uh, typically, Aaron is always there to, to sort of uh, keep things in, in check. And good thing he's coming back uh, in the game tomorrow. And, you know, I'm, I'm really, really hoping that he starts because he is probably our best defender. Um, in, you know, he is our best defender, I think, and there's no question about it and um yeah so it's it's going to be interesting to see how we line up tomorrow i think personally the hair starts in goal i'll say our one bissaka at right back i'd say um eric uh by with harry Maguire starting as center backs um on the left hand side obviously we'll go with Shaw at left back uh in the midfield i'll go with matic uh, as defensive midfielder, we missed him la uh, the last time. You know, you know, you guys know how much I love um, Scott, but um, you know he really, really struggled in the defensive midfield positions last time. Um, and I think we need a specialist uh, defensive midfielder. It's too bad that we weren't able to strengthen um, that position. I think that position needs strengthening because we need to give uh, Matic some some rest. Uh, from time to time, and he's the only one who's a natural at playing that role at the club at the moment. I think next to, to him might be Fred. I think Fred is probably the, the next best defensive midfielder. Also played very, very well against Luton. Um, he has a better idea of how to play that defensive midfield role, a little bit much better than 
um, than Scott can. I think Scott is more of a box-to-box -box midfielder and, and, uh, and um, yeah, hasn't really adapted to that defensive midfield role. And that, that really exposed our defensive much more um, on the game uh, uh, last Saturday. Um, yeah, and I feel in midfield, Matic at the base, uh, at the, you know, at the defensive midfield um, base, um, it's hard to say if we should be starting Paul Pogba. He was rested at, for the game against Luton and Van der Beek started. Um, Van der Beek is excellent. I think he plays the game really, really well. He is, you know, really cerebral about the game. One touch, his positioning is amazing. Pops up in positions and scores you know, to, to, to hunt the opponent, takes, you know, understands special, his special awareness is just amazing. His special awareness is one of the best I've seen um, in, 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 in recent times. And, and so he is, he is a very, very special player. Now, so do you start him or do you start Paul is something that I don't know, but I would say maybe you start Paul. Uh, we need Paul to get, get into the groove of things. You need, you need to give him fitness or you start Van der Beek. It, I'm still undecided, but Let's go with Paul um, starting, um, you know, along with, with Matic. Paul is a bit more advanced, playing that box-to-box -box role. And then we have Bruno, obviously, at the 10. Um, at the left, you want to go with Marcus, um, with with um, with Anthony um, up top. And, and then on the right, we're, we're going to have to go with Mason Greenwood. I think uh, the Dan James experiment they, they didn't work um, um, at all last week. So... I think that would be my starting eleven. I think we have what it takes to beat Brighton. I think we just need to start the game uh, bright and sharp and, and really, really put the game uh, to bed as early as possible. Obviously, you know, Brighton are no pushovers. Um, they have some really decent players. Um, Grand Potter is a decent coach as well. So I think, you know, you can't take them lightly. They have Mope. They have a few other players who are dangerous, so which is why I'm going to play Bailly and, and centre-back as well. And and they've been they've been bright this season already. So um, I think it's very, very important that we take this game and, and, and get, get some a, a W on the board. And, you know, unfortunately that we lost that game against Palace and, and that put us on the back foot. And everyone is frustrated about it. I get it, but... Let's let's get let's get going tomorrow and, and, and get some 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 wins um, on the trot. Finally, um, I, I just don't like talking about transfers anymore. It's frustrating what's going on with Manchester United. It's becoming ridiculous what's going on with Manchester United. Um, we've been patient all summer. I mean, I'm, I mean, most people haven't, but I've been patient all summer. You know, believing that we will be able to get the players that we need. Um, I told you guys that I'm not interested in the Jaden Sancho thing as much. I feel like we should go get Sa, uh, Ismaila Sa from from Watford, and 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 develop that player into into a Jaden Sancho. Um, I know Manchester United is still keen on Jaden Sancho, which is fine. We, we're hearing rumblings that Manchester United is going to be making a bid sometime soon. That has been going on for for months now. Um, it's frustrating for fans because when they see other teams go out, do their deals very quickly, Liverpool signed Thiago and Jota in a space of three or four days. Um, it's very, very frustrating to be a Manchester United fan uh, when you see the way transfers are dragged out um, in the media. You know, it's, it's really frustrating. I mean, there are a lot of reasons why that happened. We talked about that last week, but... I think it's it's even more frustrating now if that we cannot get the players that we need to start the season to get them better in. Um, you know, I 
if we can't afford Sancho, why are we waiting, wasting time and uh, trying to 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 haggle or whatever when we know that we can? We, there are alternatives that are suitable. Mason is capable of of delivering whatever it is that Jaden Sancho can deliver. Yes, I said it. I mean, yes, Mason can deliver whatever it is that Jaden Sancho is going to give us. I think Mason can deliver that. Um, so having someone like Sa just makes sense. Both of them can fight for that position. You don't spend a hundred and something million. You, you spend maybe 40 million or something like that. You get a, a left back and maybe you can spend big on, on, on the defensive midfielder. You know, there's Solny guys, there are a couple of players out there that we can get into the team to, to really, really, you know, strengthen different areas and have a very solid bench. So I, you know, I really, really struggle to understand why we're, we're trying to go, for, you know, for this Jaden Sancho deal, even even if even when it seems like we cannot afford him, um, you know our past mistakes are haunting us. We can't sell players um, because they're on ridiculous wages, um, you know. So it's it's becoming really tough um, to to do business in this window. Nobody wants to buy our players because they can't pay their wages. We don't want to sell them for a loss. We don't want to write off those losses. Which is understandable, but then at the same time, you you put up you you put yourself in this situation. Um, Ed Woodward, Matt George, and these folks put Manchester United in this position, signing these players, um, extending their contracts for no good reason. Nobody understands why Phil Jones's contract was extended. I don't get why. Even David David De Gea is an example. Why why are we paying David De Gea three hundred and fifty k when we could have let him go that summer and and brought in Dean. And subsidize that 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 amount. I mean, you know, wh why why did we do that? It it doesn't make sense. A lot of the things that we're doing um, makes no sense. Um, we we are really um, struggling uh, when it comes to to the, to business that we're doing. It's going to take time. I mean, we're reaping the you know we're ripping what we sowed um this 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 has been stuff that that have been going on for years and and now look at rojo we can't shift rojo we can't shift jones we can't shift even romero romero is a decent goalkeeper and yet we can't shift him we can't shift andreas Pereira and all these guys you know there's been a lot of poor business and, and it seems like we can't learn a lot i mean i know that we're trying to correct a few things but the one thing that i don't understand is why we're we're, we're hinging our all our hopes on this jaden sancho deal now i'm gonna be happy if we get jaden sancho i think he's an amazing talent he's he's wonderful his levels you know he's great i mean there's no question about it at all but if you can't afford him, why are you going for him? Why don't you go for a hungry young player and Sa who's going to give us the opportunity to develop him and you know you have a player who's hungry there that can give you something. Anyways, I think it's it's really tough. Um, we have become you know a very a joke uh, you know among the, the rest of the fan base. I don't care about the banter. It's 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 part of football. It's what it is. But I think you know what what really annoys me uh, personally is the fact that you know we're leaving all it out out to hang uh, in the dry yeah, yeah we're, we're not we're not supporting this guy we're not backing our manager we're, we're just not backing the manager here and it's it's, it's annoying I, you know I, I i can't stress this enough we've had several months to go into the transfer window and and, and help and, and get the deal deals done Every single other club in the Premier League have have done some deals, and and we've been unable to, to do any deals. Um, it's 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 really frustrating um, because you want the players to come in as early as possible. You want them to gel with the team. 
we've been lucky that you know we had players who's come in and hit the ground running but it's been it's been really 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 tough it's really really tough and um it must be frustrating for ole because he needs to to work with these players and he he has to answer all these silly questions from from journalists and from you know from from other people from fans and and all this stuff about you know signing players and stuff like that you know it's it's been a very crazy preseason for us it's been a crazy start to the season and and the negativity just keeps on piling on because you know our board our hierarchy is it's almost inept at doing things the right way like why why is it taking so long to do simple deals the teller's deal as an example if you know why is it taking as long as it is like you know how, how do we go into negotiations I, I don't understand it it seems bizarre to me that we'll be negotiating on one player for for weeks and weeks and weeks on ending uh, we want to get good prizes and all of that that's good but it's just it's just frustrating um, and you can understand why fans are just you know tired of of, of, of Manchester United and, and the board and, and all of it and it's it's frustrating because I just want to talk about football I want us to focus on football. I want, you know, football is back. We should be excited about football, but we just, you know, deep knee deep into into everything, all transfers and stuff. Anyways, let's hope that we get some players in uh, before deadline day. It's around the corner. You know, knowing Manchester United, it wouldn't surprise us if they they are unable to do anything between now and then. It wouldn't surprise anyone. Uh, but let's just be hopeful that we get some players that we need. We need a left back to cover for Luke Shaw when he's injured. Uh, and for cup games, we need to be able to rotate out there. We don't have great rota rotation uh, pieces in that in that uh, position. Uh, in my opinion, we need a right forward. Yes, absolutely. Probably uh, an auxiliary striker and, and, and a defensive midfielder. Uh, we don't know if we're, we're going to get more than two players in. But if we're getting two players in, yes, a left back and, and a right forward would be great. If we're getting three players um, you want to think about a defensive midfielder. I think this role is being underrated, but this is very, very important for Manchester United. We need a defensive midfielder. Uh, Matic can't play the number of games that we, we want him to play. He's going to get injured. He's going to get tired. We need to have a solid central defensive midfielder there. Anyways, let's hope things uh, look up this weekend um, as we as we go in and let's let's start with a win. Let's get a win over Brighton. Start the week positive, the weekend positive, and then see what happens and see if we can get um, other other players in over the next coming days. It's been amazing to talk to you guys. Uh, let's see what happens and have a great uh, weekend. Enjoy Manchester United as we go to Brighton and see if we can get that. Three points. Um, cheers.